goes out, you don't know. Uh, <laughs> slam, explode. Uh, that's right, gang. A lot of Tim Allen joshing, a lot of the Santa Claus joshing, a lot of praise for Judge Reinhold yeah. in this movie. Oh, absolutely. Because okay. you better believe he is cucking Tim Allen in this. <laughs> oh, <wonderful>. yeah. <laughs> it's beautiful. December 7th, White Eagle Hall, Jersey City, New Jersey, Tri-State Area. We want to see you out for the final live show of 2023. Tickets available at whmpodcast.com. is going on everybody holy cow welcome to on screen live my name is andrew jupin we're back after two long weeks and not doing the show we're back in business and y'all are back in business checking out the show checking out the stream live here how's it going tensa zangetsu 59 I like that that was a mouthful tj Gaines, nick b let's see michael Ehrenreich, ed doherty captain breadtop Oh, yeah. Sucked. Sucked points out. Uh, what do we got here? Full beard. That's right. Sucked. Uh, I hope you all had a good holiday. Should you have uh, celebrated something over the last few days? Uh, people celebrating stuff today. In the birthdays, we have Catherine Bigelow. Well, she turned 71 today. Uh, let's see. Twin Peaks' own Kimmy Robertson, 69. Nice. American hero Bill Nye. Protect this guy at all costs, 67 today. Uh, also turning 67 today. Don't fuck with this guy in a bank. William Fickner. There he is. You and your friends are dead. And uh, speaking of murderous psychopaths, Urkel himself, Jaleel White. No. Turns 47. He's not a murderous psychopath. He's a good guy, as far as I can tell. Entertained me for years on end as uh, Stephen Urkel there. Um, so we're going to bring in some dudes now. Hope they had a tummy filling Thanksgiving up first, Eric Ole and himself, Eric Siska. The tummies were filled Ooh. and then filled again. The concept of leftovers is not forgotten sure. here. Hope got a, everyone- uh, got a Thanksgiving sweater on yourself there, dude. Of course it's the, it's a, it's a holiday season now, right? It's the holiday season. Uh, let's see. And we got another guy here who uh, I know for a fact had a killer Thanksgiving. Mr. Steven Zadak. It had to be. Uh, if I was there, it's a killer Thanksgiving. You ha- <laughs> That's right. You have me at your Thanksgiving. You're going up two notches. Yeah, what, 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 what do you do nope. there? You, you like, uh, do you like juggle uh, the, the thigh bones and stuff? What, 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 what kind of show do you put on? No, I just sort of <laughs> sit uh, menacingly in the corner and just sort of stew on my food. And I'm like, oh, God, <laughs> what's that guy's problem? Oh, man, he looks pissed. Exactly. Yeah, people don't realize Steve outside of this very dark and brooding figure. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You do not want to run into him in an alley. No, 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 no. Is that an interview with the vampire shirt, Eric? It, it is. Yeah. Sick. Uh, yeah. 
I thought you were going to ask if this was a Nintendo's Boo the Ghost with plus signs for eyeballs t-shirt. Because it is! Oh, wow. <laughs> and I've got a... I could do mine. It's a, uh, a Japanese thing t-shirt. Oh, oh, nice. Oh, okay. okay. Uh, the thing, not the just thing. the Japanese thing. I thought, I thought uh, we were about to be looking at a Japanese thing. I didn't know what that meant. Japanese cock right here. Uh, right here on my shirt. <laughs> Japanese thing. Oh, room for leftovers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yummy. Um, well, I'm glad you guys had a good Thanksgiving, of course. Uh, I did as well, by the way. Should, should mention that. You better. Um, yeah. No, I better. Better goddamn mention it. You going to say something, Steve? Yeah, I want to uh, yeah. answer Brian Isle's question here. Uh uh, these are not. This is an optical illusion. Those are not CDs or DVDs. Those are full blown book, uh, comic books, my friend. Like graphic Ooh, novels. Those whoa. are two big stacks. They're farther that. back, so it looks like they're CDs. I can see where you're going with that, but no, they're that's where I keep my, my graphic novels. Open. <laughs> I thought those were uh, laser disc. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> that's the next like supreme waste of money for you, Steve. Get into oh, the yeah. Laserdisc racket. I saw one once and I was like, maybe. And I was like, no, you can't. You just I'll tell can't. you what. There was a time uh, in, in the old life we were watching RoboCop like in an auditorium and it was mm -hmm. like, oh, cool. It's the Criterion Laserdisc. Let's put it on. Having to switch sides four times to watch but RoboCop, that, I was exactly. immediately disinterested in getting back to that franchise. That sounds, uh, sounds like an OCP invention. It's so poorly thought out. <laughs> we had a buddy over for Thanksgiving. We watched a VHS tape at, at, at the culmination of it. And like VHS is fun. You know what I mean? You just pop yeah. it in and like the graininess, it's all, it all fits. But yeah, I'm not getting up to flip shit. You know no. what I mean? Like that's not, no, no. that's not helping my drunk ass. No, no. And maybe it was because we were in like an actual movie theater and I had to keep running up to the projection booth <laughs> to flip the sides. But I would imagine like it's also just as annoying in your living room. Mm -hmm. uh, I never knew because my parents were straight up VHS, straight to DVD. There was no laser huh. disc in between. My parents were VHS. That's it. Wow. Oh, wow. We left, we left. They left physical media behind when DVD hit, which is a sad thing, but it's true. Wow. Well, you know, that's all right. Um. All right, let's get into it, gang. A lot of things have already come and gone. We take two weeks off. I mean, the whole oh, yeah. board here. We're going to take a look uh, at who was doing what at the box office this holiday weekend. This is Highest Gross. Ah, some uh, seltzer water there. Uh, all right. In number five, I'm glad it's still at least in the top five because it was its holiday this weekend. Thanksgiving. There it is. The Eli that? Roth uh, traditional slasher here coming in at five in week two. 7.2 million. Now, what you'll see in the graphics here, fellas, this is 7.2 million for the weekend mm -hmm. and then a total of 11, uh, 11 flat for the five-day weekend. So okay, Wednesday, Thursday tossed in. Special. That's not the total because it opened like two weeks ago, maybe or one week ago. It's in its second week right now, so yes, this was its yeah. uh, second weekend. Got it. And uh, so that eleven million is um, my yeah Wednesday, I went, Thursday. I Friday, went down to the Sunday. Alamo uh, to see it, and it, it was packed at least. Like it was like yeah. a, the, the two o'clock Alamo on Friday uh, on hmm. Black Friday was was pretty packed. I That's went uh, two days before Thanksgiving, uh, so I, I think it wasn't really a high time to go to the movies and uh, like a Tuesday afternoon, only one other person. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, we'll be getting our full thoughts on that a little later in the program here. Uh, another one here, uh, number four, something that I wish did a little better for my uh, Vulture box office rankings. Trolls band together. Now, this is the... Uh, Disgusting, right? Look at this. What was that hair? What is that? Yeah, well, it's like the troll doll hair, you oh my know? God, what are they doing on top of each other? When what I was in, when I was in Paris, <laughs> there was just posters for Killers of the Flower Moon and Trolls. That was it. But everywhere really? I went, it was just either you're either a flower moon fucking building mm-hmm. or a troll. Right. Well, that's, that's the it. seat of culture, right? Yeah. Jerry Lewis, troll dolls. France, <laughs> yes. France has got everything. Oh, yeah, dude. They are up on their comedy. Uh, so this was also in its second week. 17.5 on the weekend, 25 million on the five day. Okay. Not great. It's okay. Um, I can't. I, I feel bad. I mean, like, I, there's some movies, like, for parents, I feel bad. I feel really bad for those trolls ones. It just seems yes. very grating. Even more so yep. than, like, your minions. Like, the minions, at more least, than, like, the, I feel like the minions, minions have their juicy asses. Like, you could look at that a little bit, get kind of, you know what and I mean? Get into that if you're into it. it didn't trolls traditionally have juicy asses? Sound off they in the did. chat. Did they have juicy, juicy asses when you no, were No, I can tell up? you. They definitely had juicy asses. Bumps in the front, juicy asses in the back. Uh-huh. Ridiculous hair on top. For but sure. I'll say, Steve, why I think I'd be able to tolerate trolls less uh, as far as like our friends, the Minions. Because here's the other thing. And I know there's like pop music in those Minion movies and whatever. Yep. The trolls, the whole thing is they are like troll world yep. recording artists. Uh-huh. So like the singing... That's really clever. Yeah, it's all like songs from like seven years ago. And you're like, that song again? (laughs) Yep. Yeah. Like at least like fucking minions, you were just inundated with happy for a thousand years. Because troll trolls thing is like babies bouncing and being like, yay, I'm dancing in the movie theater. Yes, exactly. All right, no. No. <laughs> oh, Eric, you'd look right at home in a Trolls Band Together screening. I wanna be Am a, I doing it right? I want to be a baby bouncer. <laughs> oh, dude, baby, I'm sorry, baby. You can't come in here. No. Uh, no, this is for VIP babies. You're just a baby. Rusty, how are you? Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, okay, so the kids stuff continues here. Making its lackluster debut at number three, Disney's Wish. Looking at a paltry nineteen five and thirty two million on the five day. I mean, not not terrible, no. but just not great because hey, it's the magic fucking budget number of the year, I guess. Two hundred million for what? this wish movie. Why? Wait, what is this? Which which dolls is this one about? This is a Disney's new one. I read my wife read me the ending to this movie, and it's stunning. It's like really. I don't want to oh, spoil wow. anything. Uh, I may tell you guys after afterwards. Yeah. But with the ending kind of tries to like create more of a universe of Disney oh, animated movies. Nice. Nope. Nice. Nope. nice. Yes. Yes. Nope. Yeah. Walt Disney nope. walks in, tell you about this protocol thing. <laughs> He's got an eye patch on. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, let me tell you about this protocol. <laughs> oh, man. That's like, I, I, it's going to be horrible if I guess this, but like, does a fucking like frozen princess walk in? Don't confirm either way. I don't want people to spoil it, but like that's what you made me think. Or like can, fucking can Jasmine walks in. Can I spoil it? Can we do the thing like skip ahead 30 seconds if you're yeah, listening all right. to this later? I, and, and, folks, and walk- yeah, like folks watching at home, maybe like mute it until Steve waves his hands like this. All right. So everybody who doesn't want wish <laughs> spoiled for them, mute your channel if you're watching this live right now. 
I believe like every care, a lot of different characters wind up turning in at the end magic in into different characters from the Disney universe. Oh, Chris uh, Pine Pratt's character turns into the, the mirror from sleeping beauty and like, it's, or, or, or from snow white. And it's like, it's like a lot of that, like, Oh wow. It's like now uh, the magic made him wait. in there. And you so know, they, the rest of the story they trap souls and put them into other objects that are known Disney properties. Yes, I believe so. I, I don't have the list in front of me, but you could look it up. That's Ooh, terrible. terrible. Oh, All right, Steve, now, Sorry. Yes. Steve, now wave your hands in front of your camera to let everybody know to unmute. Unmute. There you there go. We go. <laughs> All right. So now this we're back in a spoiler-free zone, but Steve, that is really stupid. It is. Uh, uh, and I'm actually now kind of glad that this movie isn't hot. <laughs> oh man, that is fucking dumb, dude. It is. Well, dumb. I'll be uh, I'll just say it now because we're not talking about it. But speaking of Disney stuff, we watched the live action Little Mermaid over the holiday weekend. Oh, Jesus. Two hours and 21 minutes of the dullest fucking dog shit of your life, man. Was it one of those I'm with family and I, we got to pull the trigger on something? No, it was uh, me and my wife are home uh, on the pipe. <laughs> gotcha. A Russian roulette at home after the holiday. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude. It was, uh, you know, I'll say this that uh, Halle Bailey, incredible voice. Every time she was singing, it's great. Everything else, like, dude, we are making that flounder fish look realistic. Blah. Dude, it's awful. And I'll tell you it's right now, there is a, there's a song. Uh, you'll be unsurprised to, to hear that a terrible song is written by Lin-Manuel Miranda, performed by Aquafina, <laughs> and it is an affront to music everywhere. <laughs> it's one of the, it's like an added song. There's a couple of added songs in the movie. Flush that shit. Man, awful. Aquafina is somebody I loved uh, the farewell. Yes. Uh, and I was like, excellent. wow, look out. Here comes like a real actress and she's funny and the whole bit. Like I didn't watch her TV show. But I was like, oh, she's funny and she can act. And then holy crap, watching her and Nicholas Holt slam together like two <laughs> dead fish in that Redfield movie. <laughs> Ooh, that's for a romantic bad chemistry was that was it. And then I, even that like uh, quiz lady movie looks like it could have been cute, but I'm like, I think I might be done with Aquafina, which is mean. And I don't which know. Which is funny. Like, I haven't even gotten to the farewell. I know I should have. I just missed it. Yeah. So I think I only really know her from Renfield. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, Renfield's awful. I never saw any Nora from Queens, but people do like it. Mm -hmm. The Farewell is an excellent movie, and she is indeed quite excellent in it. But whatever these projects she's getting tossed, man, like, yes. I don't think it's not like there's a lack of talent there. It's just like, what is with your agent? I yes, don't know. Exactly, yeah, exactly. You're just like, whew. And whew. I didn't even realize it at first, but like after a while, like this, cause she's voicing the seagull. Sure. And like, eventually I was like, wait, who is this? And I had to look uh, it up and I was like, oh man. Yeah. <laughs> well, like in this little mermaid movie where they're doing mostly like the songs you remember from the animated classic. And then like, a couple of added ones that at least try to sound like that mm -hmm. of music. Um, here comes this Lin Manuel Miranda like fucking rap song. This bird is she's rapping. No, it's that Lin Manuel like slow speak rap. Uh huh. Uh huh. I'm telling you, just like look up that song and try not to fucking defenestrate. <laughs> Honest to God, which is kind of funny because that's obviously the original song that they put in. 
for the Oscars, right? Yeah. It's like, yeah. it's like you got, you want to put in a new original song in, in your stupid remake so it gets nominated for the Oscars. You know yep. what I mean? That's right. And last thing I'll say about it, the visual effects look abysmal. And I mm. said it on Letterboxd at times, food fighting in levels of animation <laughs> in this fucking 200 million whatever movie. Anyway, uh, another very expensive movie that uh, opened this weekend, Napoleon. Oh, uh, look at that seat. Oh my god! Yeah, this yes. is why I picked this poster, dude. Look at that shit. Just fucking Napoleon spreading on that couch. <laughs> I know it's. We're we'll talk about it briefly later. It's a little divisive, it seems. Mixed reviews mm. and all, but uh, I I really enjoyed it. Um. So coming in here from Apple and Sony, twenty million point uh, four for uh, the weekend and thirty two million on the five day. Mm. Not as much. Um. Uh, IMAX sales uh, as recent uh, dramas on the on the big format have been, but uh, let's see any any other interesting nugs about this. Oh, interestingly, for like this movie, like big historical epic, fifty percent of that audience was eighteen to thirty four. Wow, kind of what you figured that would like skew a little older. So I don't I know. know. I skew a little older. I wish I was eighteen <laughs> to thirty four. Um, and then let's see here. Uh, so holding in, we had. To, Bunch of new movies come out this week. Holiday weekend. Holding in at number one was this Hunger Games uh, prequel here. Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. Songbirds and Snakes. Which is shocking because the only person who, uh, on this show uh, is uh, not on, uh, who has seen this movie is not on today because uh, he's basting it in an oven in my house. Um, That's right. Chris Cabin. Um, <laughs> yeah, you want to keep that guy juicy, dude. Exactly. Uh-huh. Yummy. Uh, but he liked it, which I find very st- like, and people are liking really? this movie. Like, it's it's, yeah. kind of, it's kind of interesting. Uh, not that I'm I'm desperate to see it, but I'm curious, like, why this movie is better than the other ones. Uh, yeah, no, I I saw Chris's thing, and like, if I was driving a car at the time, like, I <laughs> yeah. would have driven off the road. I was <laughs> yes. so stunned. I, you know, and, and it's a lukewarm positive review, but for Chris, that's oh, enormous. It, it may is. as well be glowing. Then yes. you know what I mean, and like. I guess my curiosity will be satisfied when I inevitably rent it quietly at home. <laughs> yeah. Uh, exactly. But people were turning out on the weekend. I, I can see why, though, right? Like, families back together, franchise you saw the previous movies of. Right. When, you were, when you were children and now you're <laughs> an adult yet. coming home. I mean, it's right. true. Like, it the, first, the first round of movies, you were, like, in that age window where you could have been, like, drafted into the Hunger Games. Now you're too old to participate. Right. Like you'll take like younger relatives yeah. or something. It's, it is the closest thing to a blockbuster out right now. You know, yeah. Napoleon is could be, but it's 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 too historical, probably and too little highfalutin. I, I, I assume for for mass mass audiences. I, yeah, I guess though. I guess so. I mean, and it's also pretty long. I mean, it's yeah. not it's not Oppenheimer, but it's like two forty five or something. Yeah, that's up there. Yeah. Um. So yeah, gonna rent that guy for sure. And just uh, speaking of, uh, I guess I don't know about divisive. I think just kind of all around fairly uh, negative. The new one from Emerald Fennel, Saltburn. I want to get to this because I want to see if it's going to be a January movie or not. Because it's from what I'm hearing, it could be. Yeah, it could be. Um, so this was, and it's technically so. This is the second week it had an expansion, which is why I'm highlighting it here. Uh, so it's made 1.7 million on this expanded. It went from like seven screens or six screens to uh, like close to 
almost 1,600 screens. So you're looking at like 1,100 per screen. Not great. Mm -hmm. uh, seems like they should have tried another week of platforming to keep the uh, the buzz going. But maybe maybe it's because it was so poorly received. I don't know. I just saw a lot of people like, fuck this Saltburn movie yeah. up and down. Um, That's how I heard of it. I didn't even know it was coming out. Now, now, what what is this one about? What is this hot little picture about? It's the new movie from Emerald Fennel. So she's who did uh, Promising Young Woman okay. uh, with Carrie Mulligan a couple years ago. This is Barry Cogan and uh, Elvis there. What's his name? Jacob Elordi. Mm -hmm. kind of like a talented Mr. Ripley sort of situation, like yeah. come to my rich family summer estate and, You're you know, poor kid. sexy. Yes. Oh, okay. maybe, maybe they're kissing. Hopefully they're kissing. Oh, I hope so. Yeah. Get, get some lips on that salt burn. <laughs> <laughs> That's the salt is from the, um, or is no. it like, is, is someone like a John salt burn? <laughs> I wish, <laughs> you know, like I, I, I do John salt burn. How you doing? <laughs> salt burn. Because I haven't even seen a trailer for it, so I don't know what the or I think Saltburn might Saltburn, be the name of the you estate. Blew up three city blocks to stop a <laughs> bank robbery, Saltburn. Get in here! Yeah, you want your shield and your badge? Like, <laughs> no, this is the same thing. Uh, shield and your gun. I don't care that you got a dead wife, Saltburn. <laughs> hey, Saltburn, meet your new partner. <laughs> woof woof. <laughs> I yes. would love this. That sounds like a good movie. Why don't they make movies like that anymore? I don't know, but I think I'm also just realizing it might be like the name of the estate is Saltburn. Probably. Like, I, I come out to Saltburn for the holiday. Yeah. Right. It might be that. Uh, but I like our Lethal Weapon-esque Saltburn way better. <laughs> exactly. Saltburn's got to go up against Mendoza. <laughs> <laughs> Mendoza! <laughs> um... All right, gang. So that's that's what's going around the box office here as we get into the end of the year releases. It's going to be pretty exciting. Yeah. Somebody mentioned this, uh, or I should say, uh, I should credit. Uh, but the Marvels out of top five, huh? That's yes. something. Oh that yeah, you is know something. And because you know, uh, we were off the air crazy. when it came out. Was, uh, the person. Uh, oh, crazy! I like uh, that. His, his uh, literally the, the name is his name is crazy. A little, oh, even who's better. Who's on first there for you? Um, <laughs> uh, looking looking at it here, so. Um, Going back to the numbers. So the Marvels was in sixth. So just uh, just missed it. But already, so this was it's what are we looking at here? Third week. It was dropped from almost a thousand screens Jesus, to make way for the new stuff coming in. So that obviously hit it. You're looking at a budget of almost two hundred and seventy five million dollars. Ah! And right now it is grossed seventy six. Let's be generous. $76.9 million. <laughs> um, hey, better um, keep making them. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I would double down and make three to four more next year. You know, really. Yeah, that's, that's a good idea. Mm -hmm. That's a good idea. The problem is uh, they didn't have enough. <laughs> yes. There weren't enough Marvel movies. <laughs> You're absolutely right. And the weird thing is, I mean, I saw the movie. It's not the worst Marvel movie of the year. It's not the best. It's just in the middle and nobody cared about it. I mean, I, I feel like Marvel didn't care about it either. I feel like oh. the ad, ad campaign went very far away. I hadn't heard about it in a long time. And then it just sort of came out like they didn't care about it. And then when you watch the movie, you're like, oh, they didn't care about this. They didn't care yeah. about Captain Marvel at nope. all. Nope. Like it's. And the whole, like, you have to watch two television shows to get in on this shit. Nope. Eh. eh, eh. <laughs> um, so anyway, gang, we do have a lot of movies to talk about, some stuff that we've seen uh, since we've been away from y'all. But first, we do want to uh, plug a couple things. First of all, of course, 
we're almost a week out. Wow. From our uh, our Christmas extravaganza gang, where we will be talking the Santa Claus, the first one that kickstarted <laughs> a massive franchise. That is of- a hilarious poster of Tim Allen with the uh, what? What is is his ass on backwards? What's I, going I, on I, I, he's got a front bottom. I think that's why he's so surprised. It's like, oh no, I'm pissing out of my ass now. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, what's that? A front bottom? <laughs> yeah, this is Tim Allen in society. Oh, it's beautiful. What like his head's missing. forward, but his uh, tits are behind him and his ass is in front of him. That's- yeah, so big New York City show, yes. December 7th, the day that will live in infamy, <laughs> will be playing at the White Eagle Hall in beautiful Jersey City, New Jersey. Now, Steve, yes, you live in Jersey City. How long does it take you to get to, let's say, downtown Brooklyn? Uh, to get to downtown Brooklyn, about 25 minutes. So it's so folks come on out like yeah, seriously or and I get to Midtown in about 35 minutes. It's look at that. It's incredibly easy to get down here by public transportation. Easy as well to drive. You would you, you'll have a lot of fun here. Come come visit our shops, our bars, <laughs> our, <laughs> our wares. Is there ample parking there? Of course there is day or night. Look at this. People come to the show. Howdy neighbor. December 7th, we will be talking about the Santa Claus in full, and Chris Cabin will be there. He better <laughs> Chris, be. Chris will be there. Um, be pissing out of his butt. <laughs> yeah, he's, he might be dealing with a front-bottom situation. We don't know. Uh, but yeah, this is like the New York City area show for a while, gang. We're putting together spring tour dates, and the Big Apple ain't a part of it. Brooklyn ain't a part of it. So if you're in the tri-state area... This is the one if you want to catch us live. Mm-hmm. Um, and sorry, I was, you know, I, I, was oh, yeah. I was being rude. There was something going around on the internet this morning uh-huh. about Tim Allen saying that animals couldn't love, and I couldn't figure out. I was trying to chase it for this right now, and I like, but it's just it's this weird thing. We're like, fuck you, Tim Allen. My dog loves me. I'm like, what happened? I don't know. Like. I'm trying. I'm trying to find the source of it. Um, I mean, I mean, he's it, he's right, but he shouldn't say it. No, <laughs> he was trending, and I'm like, why is Tim Allen trending? Uh, uh, why, indeed? Yeah, it's spilling more gasoline into a reservoir or some shit. Uh-huh. Uh huh. So no, nothing doing. I'll give you two seconds. All right, I'm getting somewhere. By the way, if you're looking for tickets, gang, just head over to whmpodcast.com. All ticketing information. We'll uh, greet you in a big uh, pop-up box right at the top there. I got You know what I was thinking about? I think for the whole show, you mm-hmm. know, we, we come out a lot of time drinking beer and whatnot. Mm-hmm. I think I might be dabbling with some eggnog on Ooh, stage. I like it. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Andrew throws up evening. <laughs> yeah. Now, everyone, that goopy white stuff he's putting in his mouth is eggnog. <laughs> All I can keep seeing is one person saying, do you think animals are capable of love? Tim Allen just said that they aren't and humans are capable. I disagree. Thoughts? And I'm like, <laughs> why would he weigh in on such a subject? That's incredible. Sorry. I uh, love that. Me. This I We got to get to the bottom of this. Though. We will. You know, we, we'll probably get to the bottom of it by December 7th. And we'll be talking about it on stage. That's and true. You're going to want to be there for that. December 7th, Jersey City, New Jersey. White Eagle uh, yeah. Hall. Mm-hmm. Steve, you have like a week and a half to do some <laughs> thorough research. I will be on it. Uh, the Tim Allen animal love scandal. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, that sounds terrible. 
That's fine. <laughs> uh, also, uh, just putting it out here because I mentioned uh, spring tour dates. Uh, Dan Schumacher asked, can we get a teaser on where the spring tour is headed? No, because nothing's confirmed yet. And if we say something now and then yeah. it doesn't happen, someone going to be upset. So all I'll say is stay tuned for that because um, we will have that stuff sorted out. But you probably won't know till I don't know, what, like the beginning of uh, next year or something like that? Yeah, something like that, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, but speaking of the uh, the Santa Claus show, you know how we like to roll, gang. We like to move them ticks, which is why this Thursday at 8.30 p.m., all new WHM Mailbag live right oh, here yeah. on our YouTube channel. Uh, so this will it'll be the 30th of November, so it's still a November uh, mailbag. Um, but be sure to tune in for that, of course. Like and subscribe to this channel, gang. Mm-hmm. Like the video and then subscribe yep. to the channel. You'll know when we are on the air. Right in with your holiday yes. tales. Something That's like, right. you know, did, uh, you know, was there was there an egg? You thought it was, did you have like an American Pie-esque situation that you thought it was eggnog <laughs> and it wasn't? Right yeah. into the mailbag. Or, we, we all hate movies at gmail. Or is your dog capable of love? Uh, write in about that as well. Uh, <laughs> also, yeah. Uh, okay. uh, yeah, but nothing, nothing too grotesque. No, no, no. We all hate movies at gmail.com. <laughs> write in. Please, by, by Thursday, we love new fun letters. That's right. Uh, yeah, but I don't want to hear about if you lived out like a Bobcat Goldthwaite movie. Like, that's not the... <laughs> No, 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 no. Good, good right. movie, but I don't want to hear about it. I was Googling around Tim Allen quotes. There's a, there's a website, AZ Quotes, that has a subsection, Tim Allen quotes about animals. Okay. Uh, and it might refute this trending topic. <laughs> Ooh. Here's a Tim Allen quote. Anytime you work with animals, you begin to see the humanity in them. Mm. Oh. Here's another one. Man is the only animal to borrow tools. This oh, yes. oh, rough, Say rough, the rough. truth, Tim. Say the truth. Uh, that's awesome. Um, yeah, so I, we'll get to the bottom of it. <laughs> we <laughs> December seventh, and, and also we'll be talking at least a little bit about the Santa Claus. Yes. Uh, a movie that I've seen at least twenty to thirty times. Mm-hmm. Um, so those are some plugs, gang. Now. And talk about some movies here. So what we're going to do, gang, we saw a, 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 a varying, you know, a widespread of movies sort of on our own here. But then just one, all three of us have seen. So we're going to do three solo uh, reviews and then one group review here. So up first, unfortunately, <laughs> apparently, Steve Sadak, Dream uh, Scenario. I am the only person in America to see Dream Scenario. Not on those numbers, <laughs> was it? Uh, it was, it was not. Me, it was me and a bunch of old people at the Angelica this uh, just yesterday. Uh, my wife wasn't feeling so good, so we didn't see Napoleon. So I was like, I'm going to go by myself. And it's like, I have a sm- the list of movies that I could see by myself that she has no interest in gets smaller and smaller. <laughs> so sure. but Dream Scenario was on that. So I went to go see this. And... Ooh, I kind of wanted to like it, but it wasn't very good. Uh, uh-huh. It's, I think it's a cool enough premise of, you know, if you don't know what the movie's about, it's about uh, Nick Cage is a uh, kind of a media, you know, your classic uh, uh, middle-aged man. He's a professor in a who cares college. Does he have kinda, adaptation hair in this movie, Steve? What is the hair situation? He's got a, uh, he's got the full on bald head with like kind of a horseshoe going on. Oh, and okay. A big old beard. He's a little do- on the doerier side for cage. Okay. Uh, or maybe he's wearing like a little prosthetic, um, but not like not, not full on Donald Kaufman fat. Um, but he's doing this thing where he basically, 
he starts popping up in people's dreams. It's like, well, first it's an old girlfriend. It's like, oh, you know, I had a dream about you the other day. And then his daughter's like, I had a dream about you the other day. And then it just turns into this thing. Somebody writes an article and then everybody is uh, dreaming about this guy <laughs> where he like kind of is just, at first he's just there and then he's doing stuff. And then it just sort of, it's kind of cool as a, as, a, as a setup. And then it kind of goes into a cancel culture riff, which I just did not care for, <sighs> you know, uh-huh. it, it, it does get a little, and like, oh, I just like, no. I, especially after tar last year, like I'm good on cancel culture movies. You know what I mean? Like I got the yeah. good one. You, yeah. they made the good one and I got it. And that was kind of it. And I mean, cause especially cancel culture from the perspective of the person getting canceled, I would rather watch a cancel culture movie about like, why do we cancel people? You know what I mean? Like, why sure. do we rush to do whatever? You know what I mean? Like, that's that would be more interesting at this point than like this guy being like, but I didn't do anything <laughs> kind of a situation. Um, right. Yeah, it's it's a little reactionary. Like, and it's the, the problem is it's not that it's not as funny as it needs to be. And like, there mm. are like, and it's not as dreamy as it needs to be. And also like the dream stuff, it's there and like late in the movie there is like uh other dream stuff like there's a dream machine invent it, it gets what? it gets really stupid and i don't the care. dream machine <laughs> will derail your movie I think that's the brand of white noise machine i have <laughs> yeah like nicholas braun shows up at like uh hour an hour oh five and i'm like that's what? not we're not doing this get out of oh. here that's uh, crazy. Yeah, it just uh, without spoiling it, like I think that like people are saying it's a really spirited cage performance, and it is. But I also think it's kind of weird that every time now for the last like four years we have like this is the best he's been in years because yeah. we keep forgetting that he's great in stuff. We keep right. forgetting that Pig was amazing. We keep forgetting that oh Mandy God. was amazing. Mandy. And, like, those oh. those movies are fantastic. Yeah, and he's fantastic in it. And like we don't have to do the thing where like anytime he's not in a directed VOD piece of shit that we have to be like this is the best right. he's been in years because it's not it's actually not right. mm-hmm. yeah um, I would wager part of that Steve if you look at the little uh, crawl uh, going across the bottom here you'll see I listed the distributor of dream mm. uh, scenario it's an A two four movie and this is like it's it's one of the like I don't know you get maybe geez, probably even like possibly four of these a year on mm-hmm. average, maybe three, where it's like A24 is like, uh-oh, we just done bought too many movies. Yeah. Which Like find the <laughs> yeah. two or three shittiest ones and we're just kind of kind of like quietly dump them yeah. without much fanfare. And that's what this is up and down the board. They buried this movie. They did. And I was surprised Ari Oster produced it. Uh and uh-huh. there's a little bit of Ari Aster there, like especially when you see the dream sequences, you're like, which again, I think there's far too few of. It's just sort of like, oh, okay. It kind of reminded me a little bit of Bo is Afraid at, sure. at moments, but though Bo is Afraid is such a better movie, it's not even funny. But yeah, yeah it just, yeah. Uh, steer clear. I feel like you you absolutely never need to see this movie for any good reason. <laughs> that's, where, that's where I'm going to land. Fair enough, dude. Fair enough. Uh, all right. So sticking with... Uh, Movies Chelsea and I were streaming uh, over the holiday weekend. Here, I'll uh, I'll jump in with Good Burger too. Wowza! Oh yeah, is Abe um, Vigoda in this one? No, he's dead. Right? Yeah. There's, I believe, there's a photograph. Oh, of, that's nice. Uh, fucking better be because there's like, uh, you know, Kel's got like a little wall of memories, and it's like here's the old team, and Abe Vigoda's there uh, in a nice picture. Could but, you give me a Good Burger for old time shake, Mike? <laughs> <laughs> Just destroyed on the casket. 
<laughs> that he's being strangled with a good burger in the car. Um, it is, I'll tell you, no, but funny enough, Eric, it actually speaks to what I think is the biggest problem with Good Burger 2 is that it does try to create that like one for one. You remember Good Burger, right? Oh, so like no. the movie after a while just turns into, uh-oh, there's a new huge company that's going to buy out Good Burger and shut us down, which is just that first movie in Mondo Burger. <laughs> um, so there's that. They even have, there's like a, uh, like a shit-talking, wisecracking old lady to replace a Vagoda. Mm. So we're doing a lot of that, which is, like, not great. Um, but I will say, you know, I, I think I said this on Letterboxd, like, I'm not made of fucking stone. <laughs> I was laughing at a couple parts of Good sure. Burger, too. You know, I think I think Kenan Thompson is fucking hilarious. And I think Kel Mitchell is also very funny and a very talented comedian. And I think, like, given actual other stuff it would be cool to see them do more like buddy comedy shit um totally so how was kel coming back to this he's he's fucking funny man i mean it's he's doing a thing that he was doing when he was like 16 so it's kind of weird because like obviously the ed character has not grown that much other yeah. than like he's now like the owner of good burger and he's got like a gaggle of kids that all dress in Good Burger uniforms. Was Kel's voice hoarse from calling Keenan Mitchell every week to do this movie or for the last 20 years? Or was that? Uh, the, the, the voice thing is still. Yeah. Uh, Keenan Thompson, by the way, Steve, you said Keenan Mitchell. Oh, um, but I will. So they have uh, one kid, though. So like Kel's, uh, uh, Ed's oldest child in the movie is played by the kid who played little in moonlight. Okay. And this guy's doing a fucking fantastic Kel impression. That's like, fun. it's just yeah. this kid talking like Ed and it's very funny. Um, but you know, outside of like your nostalgia or whatever, you, you know, I don't know. We don't need to always go playing nostalgia. And this is kind of one of those things where it's like, you're just watching it like none of this needs to exist. And that's yeah. why I think like if you took those two dudes, put them in fucking anything else, yeah. like any other like buddy comedy scenario. Something I don't know. More adult yeah. probably would be fun too, right? Yes, you know what I mean? exactly. Like, Give them that opportunity to do like a more adult comedy. It would probably be very funny. Yeah. Um, that was the thing that sucked about that. Like, I think they just called it like the Keenan show or whatever. He had a sitcom on NBC yes, for, like, for like two seasons. And it was just like a more like family geared thing. And I get it. Like he's a father and like, maybe that's the way you want to go. But like, yeah, I don't know. I could see these guys doing like a, the other guys kind of thing or the good guys even like yeah. if it was like a buddy cop thing, maybe, you know, I don't know. Maybe but, they can play Saltburn. <laughs> God damn it. Saltburn, get in here. <laughs> you and your partner. Ed. <laughs> and, he, and he's just the good burger character. Mm, yeah. Then, now we got it. Um, yeah, but it is streaming now on Paramount Plus. I will say there are a couple of little sweet. We're throwing our old all that cast members a bone here and there. Uh, you got a Danny Tamborelli cameo. That's you fun. got you got Lori Beth Dinberg playing a character that she played on all that. She comes in as Connie Muldoon, the kind of like old lady, but now like is Lori Beth Dinberg actually 50s. actually old lady. Yeah. Yeah, so you needed less like age makeup or whatever, but it was it was neat seeing her in a movie, sure. you know. So totally. and then there's like a couple other guys whose 
Josh something maybe I don't know I don't remember the the rest of them but um yeah it was it was neat to see a little little uh Amanda Bynes you know. or not so much no Amanda Bynes no nope, unfortunately Keep it right. Keep it right. Uh, okay not in there uh so Eric Siska a yes. little a uh, little more serious fare here now are we well what do you think got- rotten or royal <laughs> I'm calling it royal I really had a good time with it I see why people are maybe not as enthused with it it does kind of feel like at a certain point there's a lot that they chopped out. I really want to see this mythical four hour cut. If that happens. Ooh, that's what it, the, the director is up to four cut. Yeah. Uh, four yeah, hour cut. I believe so. And that I, I'm, I really liked it. And I think some reasons, there's many reasons why you might not. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of, uh, the tonality is interesting. There's a lot of funny moments. There's mm-hmm. like really funny sex scenes. Um, Ooh. and it kind of portrays Napoleon as like almost a fluke that got high on his own supply. And, uh, started fucking things up and uh-huh. it's just i don't know i i i love when ridley scott goes for it with like the battle scenes and stuff like mm-hmm. i still like gladiator i guess would be a good uh comparison here because uh-huh. that movie's not great but there's great things about it yeah i feel like that's sort of where i land on napoleon it's not um the best movie ever but i had a great time at the movies and also they got Rupert Everett out of movie jail. Wow, to, look at to that. play the oh. Duke of Wellington. So like that. How is uh, how's Joaquin in it? He's great. I I, I enjoyed him anyway. Um, yeah. and you know he's uh he's stooping uh, Vanessa Kirby and all, the whole bit. There hey, you go. Hey, Vanessa Kirby. Okay, I was uh, not aware that she was in the motion picture. I like that. Um, what was I going to say? Did you feel the runtime at all? Did uh, you say that already? Sorry. No, uh, I did not really feel the okay. runtime, to be honest with you. Um, uh-huh. But I didn't really have anywhere to be. So <laughs> <laughs> I got nowhere else to go. Make it longer. I got nothing going. I don't. The weird thing about the four hour cut, like, I always find it a little weird now. Not that I want or need a Snyder cut esque march in the streets. We need to release this. But I always find it weird when the director's cut is a go almost immediately when a movie comes out. I'm like, well, then why not just release the one, the better one? I you would have I mean? loved yeah. to see the four hour thing in the theater. I guess they, yeah. I think I imagine they cut it down for the theater because four hours yeah. is yeah. untenable. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it's kind of weird that it's like announced, bef- you know, while the yes. movie's in theaters, right? Like if you want to do it where it's like, oh, we'll have that at the ready. And mm-hmm. then like, Maybe, you know, to plug like the UHD release or something like we'll put the director's cut out in theaters or something like that. Yeah. Not like, hey, there's a longer version that the director deems the Better. actual version. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like you just kind of knock into your own box <laughs> office a little bit, you know, I, agree. I, would, I would wager. But, you know, um, tradition yeah. at this point for Ridley Scott to have a director's cut. That's very That's true. That's the other side of it, dude. Yeah. Like he's the only guy who's always just like everyone's almost always looking forward to his director's cuts. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, I'm still pumped. And honestly, like, I don't know, a movie that you're kind of like taking the piss out of Napoleon a little bit. Like, sure. yeah, that's fine. Why not? goofy sex scene he's running out of the maybe he runs out of the bathroom with his pants down like George Costanza and falls on the floors <laughs> yeah I think I mean but that's how historical figures were they were yeah. just like us they were pissing on the floor falling over they were doing yeah. everything you do <laughs> that's true um yeah I'm, I'm definitely gonna I think I might try to get downtown do the old IMAX nice yeah yes, I, I, I think I, uh, I Phil in the chat's right I think in the director's cut uh Napoleon visits San Dimas 
Oh, goes I see. to the mall. Right, has right. Some ice cream for the first time. Yeah, that's, that's goes a out really, a water slide. <laughs> the period of his life when he traveled into the future is yeah. undercovered. I feel like by historians, Definitely. you know, right? Yeah, I think like, you're totally right. I, I totally, I had, I forgotten completely. I didn't know. Maybe I just didn't know at all that he went into exile twice. But I knew he went to San Dimas High and gave a great fucking, <laughs> <laughs> great fucking show at that auditorium. He to- he totally rocked the fucking history presentation, dude. That's mm-hmm. right. Uh, so we got one more here, gang. But before that, we got an announcement to make. Oh, a little uh, announcing some Patreon exclusive content uh, that'll be coming out towards the end ish of next month. That's right. We're talking the Q4 commentary. And we're going to reveal the artwork right now. Our good friend, uh, Philippe Sobrero, designed another fucking banger. You've been hoping it's this, and you are correct. Harry Potter and the oh, Prisoner yeah. of Azkaban, Terry. Here we go. It, you'll have it. my first time viewing live on this commentary track. And it's the good one. It's like it's universally yep. the good one. Um, yep. So I yep. think you'll have fun with it. I mean, we'll we'll have fun, you know, talking through it, making fun of it a little bit. But it is. Oh, sure. It's when these movies start to kind of get into shape. Really? So, a so bit. you think it will pull it, put a spell on me? Perhaps. It might. I'm not going to hold my breath for that, but uh, it's Alfonso Cuaron. So like it's a better director than Chris Columbus. So you're already kind of starting out. Yeah. Uh, But Eric, we're, we're getting like, you know, darker dude. We get some Gary Oldman as an escaped prisoner maniac guy. I like that. And if I'm remembering right, just a little bit. (laughs) Yeah. Real terror. (laughs) And just a little bit a very confusing and impossible to understand time travel. Yes. Uh, it happens at the end. You're like, huh? <laughs> yep. Right. Yep. Remember when Voldemort went to San Dimas high, gave that presentation, <laughs> ate all that ice cream, went <laughs> down a water slide. Too much ice cream butter. I got it in my nose holes. <laughs> Ew. Ew. Oh, my God. You ice cream that's his, what his underlings must have to go in there and like get in there, get in that. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, really scrape it out. Like you get like an ENT gets like your earwax out, yes. dude. But it's like get that ice cream out of your nose hole, Baltimore. <laughs> oh god. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So patreoncom slash movies. We're gonna record that bad boy this coming Saturday, folks. So it's not even laid out yet. But uh, wanted to let you know and show you the fucking banging uh, poster art here that Philippe did for us. Uh, Steve, I believe you have the honor of the serious black uh, haircut. I, I like that. Yeah, I'll take it. You, yeah, you, you've. I believe you're rocking the uh, the Snape going on there. Uh, where is? Oh no, I think I'm all the er. Uh, oh, I are don't you, know. You're Voldemort. I I forget our because the mustache and, there is Snape because you see yeah. Eric's little blonde mustache oh, okay. sticking out. Yeah. Um, oh, I and then see. I guess it's a toss up between. I would say because Chris is the wiser of us, Chris uh, gets to be Dumbledore. Got it. And I think that that might be. Am I Ron Weasley with the mouse yeah. there? Scabbers. Mm. Yeah, so good old Scabbers. You know, I thought this was just a uh, garbage seat that I was in. That like <laughs> I thought that was just like oh, someone shit on this. Let's put a bag because <laughs> I do see that from time to time. Oh, dude, that is I can I can attest to it. Classic multiplex move. Someone shit on that seat. Garbage bag time. <laughs> uh, all right, so last uh, motion picture uh, that's currently in release right now in the theater. Uh, talking about here Thanksgiving, the Eli Roth slasher. Um, you know, I'll tell you, I saw it just yesterday. I had a fucking ball, man. It's just like it's not by any means a perfect movie. No slasher movie is. That's why they're 
shitty slasher movies, but I will say I was able to get through an entire horror movie that was under two hours long that also, you guessed it, doesn't give a shit about generational trauma or fucking mental health or whatever. It is just a dumb as fuck holiday slasher movie in the ilk of all of those post-Halloween rip-offs. It's good. It's good. I do I do like it. I think it's probably the best Eli Roth for me, um, but there are a few things that I feel like work against the grain a bit on it, like Black Friday stampedes. Does that still happen? And then, because that feels like an old-timey thing now. Yeah. That feels uh-huh. like Hunger Games 1. <laughs> and, you, you know, know, yeah. And then there's a lot of stuff on on live streaming and stuff, which is fine, but it, a lot of the leads are pretty stiff. Yep. But that. it's fun. It's good. I love a masked killer with an axe doing his thing. I so I mostly yeah. I, I I mostly liked it a lot. I didn't. It just didn't get, get there fully for me. I I really enjoyed it. I think uh, a little more than you, Eric. I do agree that the leads are clunky, and I, I like the Black Friday thing, even though I, it is probably a bit of an old. Uh, it's it's a bit old for what this movie is. I thought uh, we were invading Iraq when when, I, <laughs> when that scene was well, happening. I mean, it's honestly funny, dude, because I had seen your letterbox thing about it, and when it was happening, I was like, well, maybe it's like, yeah, maybe it's like two thousand three, and then they're going to be like twenty <laughs> years later or something. Um, and it's kind of funny because just like yesterday or something, I was reading this article about like all these dumb big box stores, like got all this stock for all this black Friday stuff. And like consumers like said no this year. And there's pictures of like best buys with like walls of unsold televisions. And it was very funny. Yikes. But I mean, Uh, it is a smart enough way to, to give a, you know, an, Impetus? No. Yeah. It makes sense to do that for a Thanksgiving-based horror movie because that traditionally Black Friday is associated yeah. with Thanksgiving, you know? Right. I, I, yeah. I, what I liked about this, and it is my favorite Eli Roth movie, I think he finally got out of his own way. I think, like, uh, Cabin Fever and Hostel are probably, like, you know, the other two movies of his that are good horror movies that, like, you know... But I think he's he was always trying to reinvent the wheel, and this one I think he just would like threw up his hands like I'm just gonna make a movie that I like. What do I know about? I know about fucking Boston. I know about the Northeast, <laughs> and I know about fun slashers. Yeah, and like I think that what's cool about this movie is that it it kind of sprinkles slashers from the seven seventies, eighties, and nineties as well. Like you know what I mean? Like the like a bad radio. Asian dude. It does. 70s. That is it today. <laughs> like the ending is very like screamish, Scooby Doo kind of the way yeah. that it works. Right. Yep. There is definitely some parts that make feel like Texas Chainsaw. There's definitely some parts that feel like even there's even some parts that feel like Saw a little bit. Like I think he's like kind of having fun with the history of it. And I do think that uh, I appreciate that he didn't do because obviously this is uh, we didn't say that yet. It's from the Grindhouse trailer that he made way back. Oh when. right. Sure. So you, years ago, yeah. Which you will forget, and I had to re what, after the movie I rewatched it. I'm like, oh wow, all this stuff was sort of in there. See, uh, that's the thing. I think maybe that's part of my mistake is I rewatched the trailer before oh. I saw the movie, and then and then I was just like, I shouldn't have done that because now I'm like, where's when's when's this happening? When's yes. that happening? And he does hit all those marks. It does, and it's, but it's, but I think that he's very smart in so far as updating. I, I'm so glad that it was present day and not just like another slasher. Even though I love X, uh, that's just sort of like, hey, 
let's just do a period slasher because what do we do with cell phones? And I, I'll disagree with you, Eric. I liked all of the stuff we did with cell phones in this movie because I feel like too often we're like, I can't get service. Well, forget it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, sure, yeah, I think fair. that we're thinking about what we could do with cell phones in a slasher movie, which I appreciated at least a little bit. You know, speaking to the criticism about the uh, the cast, which I do agree with, but I was feeling this vibe at the time. Um, and I think it 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 makes it even more interesting positioning it as like, at least in some parts, referencing those really like bad, forgettable, like Halloween holiday yep. ripoff slashers. Sure. Um, but I was also thinking about The Prowler because like, Th- those movies like The Prowler always had like the one star and yeah. then like dead face, stone face, terrible actor, nobodies <laughs> yeah. to get caught up. And so in The Prowler, you kind of have uh, uh, what's his face there um, from Reservoir Dogs, <laughs> uh, Lawrence Tierney. Yes. Oh, God, I forgot. It's kind of a combo because it, well, it's like Lawrence, like it's Lawrence Tierney. That's the celebrity. I was going to say there's also the guy from um, Strangers on a Train. Okay. Who, winds, who winds up being the killer in the Prowler, but right. that, it doesn't matter. But like this movie, it's like Lawrence Tierney, kind of the bigger-ish star, yeah. right? And in this, you have Patrick Dempsey. And then like everybody else, for the most part, is kind of nobody. You have Gina Gershon for a little bit, but like yeah. otherwise, it's just character actors and like kids you haven't seen and stuff before, some of whom aren't that great. And I was like, that's kind of what those movies had That's a great point. by the barrelful. That's you know? a great point. I think this is a movie, I think the more I watch it, the more I will rate it higher. Yep. And yeah. I can't wait for Thanksgiving 2. Yes. No, yeah. I, and 3 yep. and 4 and 9, <laughs> Thanksgiving goes to hell. I, I, want, I want a new horror franchise that isn't just cutting people up in a chair, you know? Yeah, no, right. I, I think that what I loved about this movie, uh, not lo- love about the movie that I don't love the movie, is like I actually uh, uh, we watch uh, we watch American movie here uh, for Thanksgiving every year as a Thanksgiving movie, and watching all those Mark Borchardt like shitty horror movies that he was making as a kid, and I know that yes. Lisa Roth was that kid too. Like you know what I mean? And like this yeah. just I, I I feel like oh this is like sort of a a completion of a, like let me just make the movie I've always kind of wanted to make, which is just a a silly eighties style slasher. And that's what this is. And it's like, there's yeah. not much else to it. It's it's like, you know, hostile. He was trying to invert it, but like, but what if it was man? And then what if it was, you know, Europe and we're doing horror, uh, torture porn and like, you know, cabin fever is so, is such a gross out movie. And like, I think that like he, he holds on to that because each of the kills, which are great in this movie. Oh yeah. Are about 20% grosser than they need to be, which I do appreciate. You know what I mean? Surprisingly, like yes. I was in the theater yesterday, like, oh, <laughs> yes. Like, I'll just, I'm, without spoiling anything, I'm just going to say one word and you all, you both will know what I mean immediately. Trampoline. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. Right. I was, which <laughs> is in the trailer. It is. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, yes. Well, geez, Louise. Um, but I, yeah, I did not rewatch uh, the trailer. Actually, I might watch it after this. I still haven't checked it out. But also, I'll, I'll throw out there, it's very funny. There's a yes. lot of funny moments yep. in the script. Uh, which is also great. And, you know, again, I just, I, I don't know. I guess part of me yesterday, I was just sitting there realizing like, here I am, I'm watching a horror movie from a big horror director in a theater and I'm having fun. And I don't mm-hmm. want to outright dismiss a lot of the, I'll use the term, but I'll give the finger while I'm saying it, elevated horror. Sure. Um, but just to describe <laughs> those movies, right? Like, I, I don't think all of them are great. A few have been fine, but like, the self-seriousness, like you look on Shudder and it's all of this like yeah. 
the character who's had a fucking horrible life because of whatever reason and now a horror thing's happening and, and for whatever reason, the horrible life and the horror thing match perfectly for the movie. And there's so much of that and there's so many fewer like, can we just have some fun with yeah. some gore and some Kill stupidity? some kids. Yeah, let's kill yeah. some kids. Yep. And like he clearly has not forgotten that because like this is, I think this is his best movie bar none. Yep. Not the Green River that that, that did do it for you. Oh, Green Inferno! Green Inferno. I just didn't bother, dude. I I think that Steve, you had a good point. He's he's. This is him getting out of his own way. He's not like chasing Cannibal Holocaust or something. Exactly. Like stop being. It's like he was too into those movies for his own good, and it was affecting his work. And now he's pulled back slightly. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I agree with that. And for the record, nobody should be into those movies. That's that's how I feel about those uh, those cannibalism movies, man. Um, but yeah, would recommend and would see more of these. Like yeah, in this tone, whatever, I'd be I'd be totally down. Uh, so yeah, that's just some stuff in the theaters here. Now, Steve, do you want to do the uh, the quick the last two things? Sure, why not? Got time for that? All right. Uh, Real quick, just to get into it, gang, uh, we want to deliver you a couple of secret movies. Uh, All right here. So real quick, uh, because, oh, nope. (laughs) <laughs> the Kill Room. Oh, what the uh, fuck is this? That's why we're putting it on secret movie, dude. Uh, so The Kill Room is a movie that uh, should have been made in like 1993 to 97. It is very much a like on location in New York indie crime adjacent movie. Uh, basically, long story short, Uma plays an unsuccessful art gallery dealer who's hard up for cash. She meets Sam Jackson, who is part of this uh, Brooklyn mafia, uh, and he needs a new way to launder money for his gangster bosses. Um, And he finds out, oh, in the art world, people kind of just like put a random price on things and you can make it an exorbitant, you know, price tag and people will buy it. So why don't we have fake paintings uh, that I'll buy and launder my money through your art gallery? And Uma says, that's fine, except I need an actual painting. I can't just like put stuff on books. There has to be a physical thing. So uh, enter, we saw him in the poster, but an almost like unrecognizable Joe Manganiello. He's more recognizable in the poster than he is in the movie. Was he fat? Um, He's actually, he's less jacked than like his dead shot body age. So it's kind of like, I didn't recognize him for a second, but he plays a hitman who also is like this, rage artist he finds out uh-huh. and it's just like it's it's an it's interesting kind of like enough idea kind of a thing like yeah sort of but it's like mafia yeah well that's part of it right is like the movie because it's it's not it's not well directed so like sure. you watch it and you don't know is this supposed to be funny at parts there's times where like uma is like screaming and like clearly traumatized by stuff but so by that point a bunch of silly stuff has also happened. And I don't know if I'm supposed to be laughing at her character freaking out or like genuinely concerned. So like, it's just badly directed. Like if this was in a better director's hands and again, made 30 years ago, it would fit right into that New York indie, whatever, but it's just a movie that's literally like 30 years too late. Um, so I would say, uh, 
keep that movie super secret and and don't see it. Now, Steve, do you feel differently about 57 seconds? Um, I think it's what 30 years hell? too soon. Let's look at that poster one second. <laughs> oh, sure. Let me bring that up here. He, Josh Hutcherson, oof, by the way, <laughs> I, you know, like, hey, look, I, I don't wish ill against the guy, but why do I have to watch him in a movie? What did I do? You know what I mean? Like, what? <laughs> well, you, why is this my problem? You, you know, decided to put this on. I, I, I would did. have spent less than 57 seconds flipping <laughs> to the next thing on the streaming service. Uh, yeah, he plays a guy who is a he's a tech blogger, like a whistleblower tech okay. blogger. Like he's like. Uh, trying to get at the bottom Tech of blogger. Do they, yes. that, that, that belongs back in the black Friday days. <laughs> is, yeah. Honestly. Yeah. Uh, and he has a interview with Morgan Freeman and Morgan Freeman. He saves Morgan Freeman's life. I think because someone's about to like assassinate him and like, he pushes Ooh. him out of the way and like, in doing so, like he picks up, I think it's a ring. It's been a couple of weeks now. I believe it's a <laughs> ring. Okay. That when he, pushes on it it allows him to go back in time 57 seconds at a time so you could redo the last just about minute and it kind of goes on from there wherein like there's an evil billionaire played by uh greg german who's like oh sure killed his sister with fentanyl we're talking about you know oxycontin stuff oh boy Uh, we're saying something we're saying a lot of stuff oh man that button would be great for what like edging or something right (laughs) (laughs) well the funny thing is like i think that there's two there's one scene wherein he like kills this woman like 14 times to get like an access code that's kind of funny because he keeps doing it and being like, oh, I did that wrong. 57 seconds back. That's the only time it's used well. Like everything okay. else is kind of like he's like talking to a girl. And he's like, hey, uh, so what's your mom like? My mom is dead. So uh, what do you like uh, watch on television? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, that kind of that kind of horse shit. How's your dead mom? Oh, shit. Let me do, <laughs> Let me do it again. <laughs> now, wait a second, though. Like, can he? press it like multiple times like one right after the other and I don't, go like yeah, 10 that's minutes a great question. Back. No, no, it's 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 just one for whatever reason it's 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 57 seconds and you can only do it then. Interesting okay. enough. Uh but the most important thing is they never explain what this thing is. They never explain <laughs> what the limits of it are. And I swear to god when I tell you that Morgan Freeman who's kind of barely in this movie. He's in like you got him for four scenes. Sure. He is flanked by a guy who looks like a little <laughs> combat character who is wearing a robe and has like <gasps> blue lights stuck to his face. Kind what? of like an alien. You're selling me on this now. <laughs> who is never explained. There, and it's like, oh, my friend over here, Mephisto, thinks that we should do this. It's a, it never, he's never explained. It's never. Uh, is he acknowledged? Uh, Does he have lines in the movie? He's acknowledged, and it's just like he's just like his like handler or whatever. And he's like, "Oh yeah, that that that." At the end, I think he's just like, "Yes, that's very important to us." Uh, this thing, and I think like you're supposed to believe that there's more going on that we're not. Maybe fifty seven seconds two is going to explain, but fuck you oh. and no thank you. Wow, that sounds worse than the kill room by a lot. It uh, it, it has to be. <laughs> Holy shit, dude. That sounds awful. Well, thank you for your service, Steve. Thank you very much. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But that's going to do it for us here, gang. Now, of course, uh, uh, we were dropping a lot of content uh, before the holidays. So, of course, out now uh, on the uh, the Tuesday feed and free ad free on Patreon. Blade Runner. We love movies episode. 
Final um, cut because it's a rotten rid. Which cut? Are you, which, which which cut are we watching? Rid? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're, you're goddamn right. Uh, it's, a yeah, ro- it's a royal rid. It's a royal. It's a, oh, it's it a royal rid yes. film. Yeah. Um, really a well received episode. I loved talking about that movie. Totally underrated movie. Uh, that's out now uh, and also out now on the Patreon. Did a a big boy app. All about Grand Admiral Thrawn on the Gleep Glossary. That's Eric. right. My wife joined us and we had a lot of fun going through his uh, his history up till like 2002. And we added some more stuff in there. Anyway, check out the episode. It's a ton of fun. Absolutely. Now this week, uh, boy, oh boy. I mean, the big hits just keep coming, gang. Tomorrow, it's the closing out of We Love Movies Month. We have one more Tuesday in November. And that means We Love Movies all about Beetlejuice. Love doing this one. One of my favorite oh, yeah. movies, period. Yes. Love, love, love it. Great film. Um, and we had a lot of fun talking about it. We can't wait to share it with all of you. That's right. And it'll be available tomorrow wherever you get pods and ad free on the $8 level and up on our Patreon. Uh, and then uh, speaking of that Patreon, by the way, Friday, uh, the We Love Movies episode for December Patreon oh my God, is going to kick in. So this out. is crazy because like, we Love Movies Month is ending. Yeah. And then December kicks back into just the We Love Movies Patreon offering, which happens to be the Friday of the same week. Insane. So we got a whole new We Love Movies all about Lethal Weapon. Oh, yes. This is a great oh, one, folks. Man. My God, look at that Gary Busey shot in this little uh, mock-up. <laughs> Dude, I was pleased to find that photo. <laughs> Mr. Joshua. Mr. Joshua. Oh, yeah. You may call me Mr. Joshua. <laughs> and of course, uh, <laughs> Trish Murtaugh, of course, mm-hmm. the beautiful Darlene mm-hmm. Love. Um, that was a, a really fun episode. I can't wait to cut that and get it out to you folks. Uh, but all that and more, patreon.com slash we hate movies. Also, want to quickly mention if you're listening to this mm-hmm. on audio, uh, check out the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash we hate movies. Click on the live tab and you can watch all of these on video. That's right. Uh, you can see all the t-shirts we're talking about. And the very important how, stuff. How terrible we look. We, we yeah, just watch exactly. the ravages mm-hmm. of time destroy But us. Andrew does a really good job of uh, inter- intercutting posters at the right time. It's fun. It's a visual sure. experience oh, yeah. as well. Mm-hmm. Join us in That's the chat. Right. You could get into a fight with uh, Zeb364. I'm about to. No, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> or Paul. You could tell Paul what's up. <laughs> Don't oh, tell yeah. Paul where to get off. Speaking oh, of where yeah. to get off, you want to get off at the Grove Street <laughs> station of the PATH train on tw- December 7th of next week to see us live talk about the Santa Claus in oh, White yeah. Eagle Hall. There are some tickets available where they're going fast. I believe I feel really good about the show selling out. So please get your tickets now, folks. That's right. Uh, I'm so excited for that. I'm not as excited to rewatch the Santa Claus. It's been a long time, but I'm excited to hang out at White Eagle Hall. It's a fucking beautiful venue. Uh, we love playing a good concert venue, so this is going to be real banging, banging time. WHMPodcast.com for those tickets, but that's going to do it for this edition of On Screen Live, folks. Uh, until next week, I've been Andrew Jupin. Steven Sater. Eric Sisko. Have a good week. Bye-bye. <laughs>